Welcome to our podcast. The following episode originally aired as a video. You can find all our video episodes at www.thebreakthroughshow.com. Life gives us moments when we have the opportunity to make a choice. And what we choose has the potential to change our lives forever. Join us now for another inspired episode of The Breakthrough. And now, please welcome the creator and host of the show, Jessica Dugas. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Breakthrough Show. I'm your host, Jessica Dugas, and I'm super excited that you're joining us here today. We have a jam-packed show, and this is going to definitely be a show for everybody that is an entrepreneur out there because we have lots of topics for the entrepreneur. We have lots of fun things to talk about. We have an amazing guest today. Joe Nicasio is here to talk about his journey where he gained it all, he lost it all, and he gained it all again. It's going to be an amazing story to tune into, but I've got a couple of old friends and they're we've talked about this before they're not old as an old they're just old friends um, who've come to join me for hot topics today they are the dynamic duo from the cyberpunk geeks community on facebook um, we have pip seymour joining us today from seymour digital media and we have greg mckinnon joining us from original 72 creative welcome you guys i'm so excited to have you here you were excited to be here well i am i don't know about that guy <laughs> I'm excited. I'm I'm excited to every time to see you, Jessica. Yay. Well, it's been a minute because um, I used to be on Geek Speak with you guys and Geek Speak is a, a week in the beginning, long time ago, um, when when you guys did, uh, they do the show as part of their Cyberpunk Geeks community, right? Every Thursday. What time is that at? 11 a.m. 11 a.m. Pacific. Pacific time, yep. <laughs> You have yeah. to be specific. Because, We're on the West Coast. Right? Be specific about Pacific because some of us aren't sure what time we're in most of the time. Um, but you guys both work in the um, the digital marketing space. And I the reason I wanted to have you guys on today is because I know that that whole space is really changing a lot with everything that's been going on in the world. You have people... Here's the magic P word again, pivoting in their business. And then you also have um, people that are coming into the digital space for the first time. So I really wanted to hear from you guys from your perspective, because you're right in there. What has it been like and how are things actually changing in the space? Greg, you got you got something? <laughs> for, for me, yeah. I mean, the last probably three, four months has been pretty crazy, uh, which is great because when everything started happening um, with the pandemic, I was worried like most people, you know, what's going to happen to work and, and will I have uh, money coming in and stuff like that. But in our space, it's been incredible because so many businesses have tried to uh, adapt to what's going on and have to do a lot more uh, digital marketing to get to people who are now just looking on their computers and not shopping in their stores. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been crazy times for, for us. I've been doing a ton of web design, web development, adding e-commerce and, and, uh, 
fielding a lot more people who want to get their businesses on social media and in front of the people who are sitting in front of their computers mm -hmm. at home now. Right. Well, that's what I was going to ask you is if the, is if the um, you know, e-commerce has expanded, like, are you seeing more of that now? Yeah. So many businesses are trying to adapt to provide a service that maybe isn't something traditionally you would get online but you needed to um, start coming up with a way to continue what you do by providing it through your website. Yeah, it's put the speed dial on things a little bit for like websites, for video um, communications that people have to do, right? And, and I think people are learning that marketing isn't uh, cheap uh, if it's effective. Right. Mm -hmm. And that you really need to work with people that are like immersed, dedicated and have some experience. Um, it's, you know, I mean, anybody can do a Facebook post, but yeah. what's that going to get you? And, you know, yeah, I think businesses are business owners are looking at um, what works and what doesn't more than they were before. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense that, you know, there's a lot of people that that swear by, you know, social marketing on social media and that sort of, you know, the no like and trust factor, the relationship building and all of that, which is great. But I don't think and I know that you love to talk about measures, Pip, and in, in your business. And, and we, that's a whole other show that we could have just on talking about measures. But I don't think that many of us took it as seriously before now where it's like everybody's coming to the online space now and it's so oh I guess I should have been paying attention to this Is, are you seeing that kind of attitude right now a little bit more I mean you know I think marketing's always had this weird ethereal thing where it's like uh, I think a phrase that used to be used is uh, you just throw things at a wall and see what sticks mm. and you know Although you can do that, yeah. uh, you know, you can be more systematic. You can't know everything. I mean, technology is changing so quickly uh, that if, you, if you're in marketing, it's, it's like this. Like, um, you know, and yeah, there's just so much change and so much happening that you have to keep up to date. Right now, it's just been that push for any of those people who weren't early adopters say of, of marketing on social media or digital marketing in general, who have had established businesses for a long time um, and marketed in traditional ways have now had to immediately adapt to come online and, and test that out. So that's why the influx and all of the people who are already doing it are just continuing to do it. Mm. Do you think it creates a, a more difficult environment, a more competitive environment for the people that have already been online a long time? Do you think that the people that have already been online and, and in e-commerce online, you know, are, have to step up their game a little bit or, or what do you think, what do you think as far as that's concerned? Industry. I interesting. Uh, the, the industry is getting, I think, an influx of people. Mm -hmm. However, they're beginners. And so unless they have, in my humble opinion, a collaborative mindset, like where there's enough work for everybody and we're all learning all the time. I think that's what sets people apart. 
Mm. I don't know if you were, were you referring more to the businesses coming online or the people who are actually doing the marketing? Um, the businesses that are coming online, just yeah, because so it, it was really interesting. The reason I bring this up is because, you know, I, I saw a, a friend of mine who had been offering a particular service for a long period of time. And then, um, you know, and she really was out there. Like, you know, there were several of us that were saying like, hey, you know, she's got this available and she was paying for marketing and everything else. And next thing I know, like you see all these people popping up that are offering the same thing just because it was like the cool thing to do in the moment of, you know, everybody was doing that. And so many people gravitating there as opposed to having the mindset of, hey, let me, let's stay in my lane and let's build up this person who's been doing this, you know, the whole time instead of, it, it, it seemed to me that there was kind of a lack a little bit at the very beginning of that collaboration mindset you know, like you're talking about Pip of like, let's work together and focus on what each of us does really well and point people in that direction as opposed to like, oh, well now I do everything because we're all online. You know what I mean? The interesting thing about digital marketing is you can, you can compete almost immediately with every player mm -hmm. that's in the space. If you're doing paid advertising, you you pay, you optimize, and you could be in the first, second, third results over people who have been doing that marketing for a long time. So yes, with more people doing uh, digital marketing, there is going to be more competition for keywords and to be, uh, you know, to have your ads pulled up for those things. So in that sense, yes, um, there's more competition in the space. We've seen with, with advertisers on, on like, paid Google ads uh, there. It's really interesting because prices have some industries prices have like skyrocketed mm. like, and it was like a switch of a day, but then other businesses have not. And I mean, there's, there's been an influx of change due to COVID like no word of a lie. Like you can't, you know, we have a client who we built a, a Shopify site for, for masks and they've uh, got, um, uh, they've been suspended on Facebook. Because Facebook has to prove, they have to prove that they have all the documentation saying they're allowed, which they have. They just, they just have to jump through hoops, right? Mm. So, so lots of change, lots of businesses. I mean, I think, you know, what's weird is I think that a lot of business owners or people think, oh my God, I just have to be on Facebook yeah. or, or Instagram. Well, you know what, if you're a plumber, maybe not, but maybe <laughs> if you're a plumber, maybe get an e-commerce portion and sell parts that people can order to do it themselves right because mm. um, more people are at home so yeah I, I think the business pivot's really interesting um, with it's, everything it's a really good point you bring up about you know maybe maybe it's time for us to expand our mindset a little bit of where we're mind where we're marketing because I was one of those people that was really like I just don't like being spread all over the place I'll be honest with you because it's just me right like it, it's hard when you're like a one person when you're a one person show you don't want to be in 50 places because you're like I, I can't like eventually you get burnt out, you get spread too thin. And so I was very much in the beginning, like, you know, I just, 
I, I just need to focus on Facebook and just be on Facebook. And it's so funny because this season on the show, I've made so many connections on LinkedIn and I hated LinkedIn out the gate. Like I, I just, I, I didn't feel like I fit in there. I just, it didn't, wasn't for me. And so like, what are some of the, is there ways for us to tell, you know, where we should focus our marketing? Is there like, a, is there like a spreadsheet or something for that? <laughs> um, that's a really good question. And you know, this is why marketers need to collaborate because you're not going to get it right for everybody. That's, I think that's the truth of it. Hey, Greg, what do you think? Yeah, it's, uh, this is one of the things where um, I love because you really need to know the business you're working for and marketing for um, really well so that you can identify where those spaces are that will most give the most impact to their digital marketing needs. Mm. A company that uh, has uh, a lot of activity on LinkedIn may be doing nothing for them because a lot of the people that they're trying to get in front of are not going to LinkedIn for that stuff. So really knowing the business who their uh, target market is will really identify the path that you will take and the platforms you'll choose to to digital market to. Mm. I think that's that's really important, right? To know to know your business, know who you're marketing to, and know where they're at. Where are the people that you're marketing to? Because it's I think it's less about where where we're necessarily comfortable, where we want to be and more about, because obviously we're not going to buy our own stuff. So we need to be where the, where the people are, right? That we're and, and also understanding your customers. A lot of our customers, I mean, we, we have a marketing group on Facebook, both Greg and I, our customers probably aren't there necessarily, but their friends are there. Mm. So there's there, that is the, that whole referral process, right? I mean, there are some clients on there, but yeah, we're on LinkedIn. I mean, when, you know, LinkedIn, when it came out, I didn't have to look for a job ever again. Mm. I got headhunted. Best experience of my life, LinkedIn, I'll tell you. Because <laughs> you never had to look for a job. However, what that taught me was who's on LinkedIn. People looking for jobs, uh, you know, employees, not necessarily the employer, mm. right? Um, so if you're looking to reach the employer, maybe, maybe it is the right place. Maybe it's not. You know, it, it really depends on what you learn about your people. Well, we're going to be back in just a minute um, to talk to our guest today, Joan Acasio, but stay tuned because at the end of the show, we're going to talk to Greg and Pip again and learn a little bit about their group so that you can go join them because that was what she just said you should do. So we're going to be back in just a minute with Joe. Hey, Jessica Dugas here, creator, producer, and host of The Breakthrough Show. We have big goals here at the show in the desire to change the world one breakthrough show episode at a time. And honestly, we couldn't do it without you. We want to take this moment to give a huge thank you to our Patreon supporters for helping us to not only expand the show, but spread its message far and wide. If you're not a supporter yet, we would love to have you. You can choose any tier with tons of benefits at patreon.com slash the breakthrough show. We can't wait to have you part of our breakthrough show family. And now back to the show. 
Welcome back to The Breakthrough Show. My special guest today has been working with startup entrepreneurs and seasoned business owners since we were partying like it was 1999. He helps them to align with their passion and create a business they love, and he has an incredible story. I can't wait for him to share it with me, with us. Everyone, please welcome my friend Joe Nicasio to the show, or as I like to call him, Gangsta Joe. <laughs> Thanks, Gangsta Jess. <laughs> It's so good to finally have you on. I, I always like that waiting period of when you ask somebody to be on to when we actually do the recording is like, when is it going to happen already? Well, here we are. Here we are. Here we are. It's going to be, it's going to be a fun time. So I'm really glad to have you here. Um, to start off the show, I would love for you to share something that's bringing you joy in your life right now. I like to start off the show, show in a joyful way. So tell us something, anything that's, that's bringing you joy in your life right now. Well, I think the biggest thing for me is, um, you know, there's, there's always my success, but I, I get a thrill out of my clients succeeding. I, I really love, you know, somebody comes to me, their business is struggling or they haven't even figured out what business and, and then they, oh, I just made my first sale. Oh, I was able to quit my job now. Oh, um, you know, all these good things are happening or, you know, oh, I had a bunch of leads come in. I did that thing and it worked. So. <laughs> Um, I, I, I live through vicariously through the success of my clients. I really, mm. and that really, um, gives me a lot of, uh, uh joy. I love that. And I, w I was doing a, um, an interview earlier with actually someone that I had mentored that has, has come such a long way in her life and her business. And, you know, I, it, it's, it gave me those same kind of giggles knowing that, she was thankful for me and I, and I helped her that, that it does when, when someone else helps me. So, um, so I love that that's, you know, similar to what brings you joy as well. Can you take us back Joe to you? You've been, you know, in business for yourself for quite some time, like, but take us back to when you first started, did you always want to be an entrepreneur? Is that something that was already in your spirit? Um, that's a good question. Um, I was always kind of different, that's for sure, playing, you know, doing my own thing. And uh, um, as I got into the job world, um, I really didn't like, I didn't enjoy a lot of the, the work that I did working for other people. Mm. Uh, I did a job um, doing stereo repair back in the day. This is like 1978, okay, <laughs> 1979. I, I took all the electronics classes. I loved it. And I worked for a guy, uh, Gary Vodvarka, at Independent Electronics, and he was an entrepreneur. And I really, um, I think working with him and, uh, you know, is independent electronics, I'm independent, you know, that whole mentality of independence, mm. entrepreneurship, he was, a, he was a good example. And I, I like the way he set his own rules and, and, and lived by his own code. And I think I, think I kind of got the bug. Mm or entrepreneurship working for a true entrepreneur. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense that, you know, we, we, we say a lot in the personal development world about surrounding yourself with people that um, that's the kind of life that you want, you know, because their, their energy can be contagious. And, and also I think there's, a, there's so much value in seeing, you know, so, what someone else's journey looks like that is on a similar path to what you want to be on. So that's awesome. Um, when how did you know like tell us about the time when you, when your business started to pick up and you really started to be successful and what and what was it that you were doing when you first started out 
Well, gosh, I had several businesses. Um, the current business I'm doing, I've been doing since 1999, but I had several other businesses before that. So mm -hmm. um, independent electronics, I was doing stereo repair and car stereo installation and repairing, you know, turntables and cassette decks and, you know, all that kind of electronic stuff. Um, but I started, uh, uh, one of the vendors that I was working with, um, he said, hey, uh, we got a lot of people that want to buy television antennas, you know, and could you install them? So I actually set up a little business installing those TV antennas. And it, you know, it was a blast. You know, it, it was a done deal. I didn't have to go out and, and hunt for customers because mm -hmm. he was selling the antenna and then he would just send the customer my way and I would go out and give them an estimate and then, you know, buy low and sell high and install it and, and add a value to a, a client's life. Right. Uh, but, you know, back then it was kind of a, a part-time thing or a side hustle thing. I had several things going on. Um, uh, my, my real big success, um, gosh, there's so many like stories in between that I like, get <laughs> to this point. Um, I worked for other people and, and that didn't work out. Um, you know, I worked at a job that, let me tell you a story. This was a, this was a story that really shaped me. Sure. Uh, I, I was selling uh, Apple computers before they had Apple stores. Mm. And um, I was doing very good. I was meeting and beating my quotas. I had very happy customers. People would say, why should I buy it from you instead of a big box store? And I would give them my personal page. If you ever have a problem, call me or page me. I'll, I don't have all the answers. I'll, I'll get you the answers. And if I don't have them, I'll find them for you. Mm. And um, one day, it was a Friday, the manager of the store was on vacation skiing. And um, so there was another guy, Gary, that was different Gary, um, that was running the store. And at two o'clock in the afternoon on this Friday, I got a call that my dad had a heart attack. Mm. And um, I asked Gary if I could leave. He said, no, you can't leave. We're shorthanded. And wow. so, uh, so I worked out till seven. And at seven, I asked again, is it okay if I leave now? And he said, yes. So it was a Friday and I went and spent the weekend with my father. And then I came back on Monday and my manager's back and she asked me like, where were you on Friday? And I told her, you know, my dad had a heart attack. And I'm like, the way she was asking me, it was like very in interrogating. Mm. And I'm like, why do you ask? And she says, well, after you left, some guys came into the computer store and they had masks and weapons and they locked Gary in the back room and they took all the computers. And oh, I'm like, my well, goodness. Well, that's like terrible, but I had nothing to do with it. Right. So she, so she said, go back to work. And like three weeks later, four weeks later, she calls me into her office and says, Joe, we have to terminate your employment. I'm like, why? And she goes, you know that robbery? And I, I go, yeah, the one I had nothing to do with. She goes, well, yeah, well, the insurance company, you know, we were insured and the insurance company uh, wants to pay us, but they can't pay, pay, pay us unless we figured out why this robbery happened and fix it. And you broke a policy that two people needed to be in the store at lockup and you weren't there. So we're terminating your employment. And you know, it shattered me. I love that job. I was mm -hmm. doing good at that. Job. I had happy customers. I, you know, I asked for permission before I left and it just broke my heart. And I went and talked to an attorney and the attorney basically said, you know, in California, unless you have a contract, which like 95% of people don't have an employment contract, right. you basically have no rights. They can hire, 
you know, for, for no reason or any, you know, so one of the lessons was you can get hired for the right reasons. You can get hired for the wrong reasons and you can get fired for the right reasons. You can get fired for the wrong reasons. And I got fired for the wrong reasons. And so that kind of made me make a decision that I'm never going to work for other people again. If they're not, why would I build a career knowing that if somebody just wakes up on the wrong side of the bed, I can end up on the curb or the curb. Um, you, you know, it was really devastating to me. Mm. And so um, that's when I made a decision to go out on my own. Well, in the meantime, another company uh, asked me to sell computers for them. I said, well, I'm not going to do it as an employee. Only if I'm an independent contractor, we do a 50-50 profit split. Mm. So this is when I started making it. I was hustling. I was working hard. And I made, you know, I made over $200,000 four years in a row. I made over a million dollars. And um, what happened is I was, I was, I started selling a software called uh, Authorware mm-hmm. by Mac Media. It was a really high end five. It was started off as a $7,000 product, but they dropped it to five. And I was kicking butt. I was, I was, I was selling more than entire stores were selling this product. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happened is the place where I was working had a credit line with Sony because uh, they sold a lot of video equipment and they kept, they actually had like a million dollars in debt to Sony. And so Sony said, we're not going to, um, um, we're not going like, to send you any new product unless you start paying this, this debt down. Mm-hmm. So what's happening is I was selling a ton of product and they were paying Sony so they could get product for other customers. And they started bouncing commission checks to me. Wow. Okay. So even though good by the three strikes you're out, I walked away because that was unacceptable to me. And the company Macromedia said, we're going to set you up as a value added reseller. And so I went on to, to sell that product and I was very successful. I don't know if I answered your question at this point. <laughs> yes, was the you original- did. <laughs> we I was just asking you about that about as things started to get successful for you so you're right on track you're right on track um yeah I, I think it's really interesting and it's and it's um it's very reminiscent what you describe about working for other people um, with what my husband deals with a lot. Um, and, and some businesses are more cutthroat than others as far as, you know, their, their, their management not being real family friendly. And, um, and that, and that's been a challenge for us too, because we have, we have six children. And so, you know, any, if things come up with them or if something happened when my brother and my grandfather passed away the same week, we really were in a struggle because we had to take two weeks, um, and try to figure things out when that happened. And, um, and so it's really, you know, it can be frustrating and definitely a motivator, I think, to, um, if you don't like that to, to work, to start working for yourself. So, um, so that's really interesting as well. So you're doing really well in, in your, in the work that you were doing and tell us, tell us about what, what started to, to happen or when things started kind of not working out so well. So I made a lot of money and what happened is, um, you know, there was a combination of things. First of all, I take full responsibility. I, I made some stupid decisions, okay? I started pumping money into things that I thought were gonna work that didn't work. Mm. And also simultaneously, um, 
the people at Macromedia were not being straight with me about what their their plans and intentions were because they always passed leads on to me of people that showed interest. And then what happened is is they stopped. They had a policy of not selling in house. They would support their dealers. Right. What happened is they started taking all the sales in house and just send me the leads they couldn't sell. Simultaneously, I was putting, I think I put $7,500 into an ad campaign that didn't work. I, at the time, I didn't know as much about marketing as I thought I did. Mm. And, um, so it crashed and burned really bad. Um, um, I ended up, you know, I ended up minus $250,000 after it all crashed and burned. And I never, I never filed bankruptcy. What I did is, is I worked. I did as much as I could to pay people back and negotiate things and barter and all kinds of creative stuff. But it took me like 20 years to pay everybody back. Mm. It was painful. It was, I mean, I went through depression and therapy and all that, but you know, in that process, I found a mentor Mm. uh, or a mentor found me and uh, I, I found Jay Abraham and he's a marketing genius. And I got to spend seven years, um, um, learning marketing from one of the most profound marketing geniuses on the planet. And one of the things he had me do was um, he had, he'd been conducting marketing think tanks for like 30 years. And so uh, I went to one of his seminars. I paid, it was $5,000. I put 500 bucks on a credit card and was just doing the rest on faith because I was really underwater at the time. Mm. And after that first event, which was profound, and I was actually on a hot seat at the seminar, and I really <laughs> kind of got humiliated about, you know, I, I mean, it wasn't, that was not the, their intention, but they were asking questions, and I thought I was doing better than I was, and I realized I don't understand this marketing stuff at mm-hmm. all. So they asked me if I wanted to go to another event, another $5,000 event, and I said, I can't afford it. And they said, well, can you barter? We, we know you can't afford it. Can you barter? I said, what could I do? And they said, we need transcription. So they sent me all these audio cassettes of 30 years of marketing think tanks sorted by 30 different topics. And I listened to them with my hand on a cassette rewind button and yellow pad. And I word for word took 30 years of marketing genius and put it on the tablet. Wow. And then I typed that stuff for summary and sent it into his office where it all got compiled into the J. Abraham marketing encyclopedia. So I got this amazing education, um, learning marketing. It, it was it was really amazing because it was, you know, I was this smart guy at the electronics and the computers and the and radio and television. But I, when it came to marketing at the time, I did not. But I ended up getting immersed in just pure marketing genius, and that stuff started to rub off on me. Mm-hmm. And after several years of that, I started, you know, at first I was doing this stuff for my own healing, Mm -hmm. but, and after, but as I was learning this stuff, I was looking at other businesses. It's like 99 out of a hundred businesses were making marketing mistakes. And I wanted to help everybody. I to to this day, I look at people's (laughs) business and I look at the, I see, all I see is mistake, mistake, mistake. Yeah. You know, I see what's working. I see what's not working. And, and it's, no wonder people fail so much in business is because they are not connected to the principles. They are not connected to the fundamentals. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are accidentally successful. Right. Right. And so I want, at first I was trying to help myself and then I realized I wanted to help everybody. And I realized everybody doesn't want to be helped because there's so much ego involved with entrepreneurs. They think they know it all. And so, um, and also they were like, who, why should I listen to you? You just lost, you know, a bunch of money, mm. <laughs> you, yeah. you know? And so 
even though I had the knowledge, I didn't have the credibility. So I actually started giving advice to people for free or for like almost no char very low fees just to start gathering testimonials and proof. And to this day, I've got, you know, hundreds and hundreds of testimonials of people that I've, they were struggling. I came in, did an intervention and we turned things around. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And I wanted to ask you, so back when, when you had, were at that point where you lost everything. And this is, this is a question that comes up a lot of times with guests on this show, because they're really, you know, you see people all the time who hit rock bottom, who go through something and and there are people that push through and come back and sometimes come back greater. And there are people that don't make it. They never pull back. They never, they never figure it out and they kind of stay stuck. Was there, is there anything that you feel like about yourself that didn't allow you to, to stay stuck? Do you have like a, a core value or a belief in yourself? What do you think it was that helped you to push through? It's funny. I remember, uh, me and my buddy Rick were drinking wine in the back alley in Long Beach, watching the slugs go across the alley. And he goes, Joe, we finally hit rock bottom. And, but man, we've climbed a long way to get here. Mm. Um, you know, you, you can go below rock bottom. Um, I don't know. I think there was times when I quit. There was times. When, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, after you've quit and given up hope, like, what do you do? It's like, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, at that time, I was, um, I, I think the hardest part of that time was, uh, I, I've learned that depression is anger turned inward. I was so mad at myself. Mm. I was pissed at myself. I was angry at myself. I talked crap about myself, and it really put me into a depressed state. Because I'm a smart guy. I'm not supposed to be failing. I'm a smart guy. Smart right. people aren't supposed to fail. Right. You know, and I thought I could think my way out of my problems and I couldn't. And so um, I, I was having um, deep, dark, depressive dreams, you know, suicidal dreams. You know, I, I, I had to walk into the Los Angeles County Department of Mental Health and say, I need help. And they put me on antidepressants and all that stuff. And, um, Seven years later, my doctor goes, there was nothing wrong with you from the day you went, and he went in. Does anybody that went through the crap you went through right. would have been depressed. Right. Um, but, you know, I, what I did have, I think, I think the thing that pulled me through is I, was, I did get this mentor, and I really did learn some truths, and I really did have faith that I, I saw that I was able to be of service to other humans beings and mm -hmm. so um i got to a place where the doctor said you don't need to be on antidepressant medications anymore but uh it, it, it was a rough ride um i think the biggest thing is having the faith the knowledge that you can make someone else's life better mm -hmm. You know, if you can go wash somebody's dog, you can make their life better. If you can clean somebody's house, you can make their life better. If you can push a lawnmower, you can make somebody's life better. If you can give somebody a massage, you can make somebody's life better. And, and a lot, that's, I think, the big disconnect. Because in business, we spend money on things that make our life better. And so if we want people to pay us money, we need to know that we can make somebody's el somebody else's life better. Right. And then we need to, like, 
can I make somebody's life a little bit better or a whole bunch better? Or can I be a massive contribution to making somebody's life better? Right. And if you can organize yourself to make somebody's life better, not in small ways, but in big ways or huge or, or massive ways, um, then compensation can come out of that. Mm-hmm. And so I think that knowledge that you can make somebody else's life better. You know, Jim Rohn said, if you work on your gifts, they will make room for you. Mm-hmm. And so um, I would say the first thing to do is take inventory of what are you good at and how can you make somebody's life better and how can I apply that? Because if I can bring some gifts to the table, then my needs will be taken care of. Right. Did you ever feel in, in any of that? Because I know a lot of people are, are, at least in my circle, are very similar where they just want to help people. They just want to see, you know, a turnaround in people's lives. And for a lot of people, the, the issue of with their relationship with money comes up and they start to say, well, I'm helping people, but I, I feel guilty about charging more or I feel guilty about asking to to. Um, for them to pay me, even though I am spending my time, like there's, there's something like, well, I, I know this, but I should just be giving it away. Did you, did that ever come up for you issues with money? Yeah, I think for me, they came up in different ways, but um, um, money comes to those who create value for others. And um, I, I think there's just a lot of, part of the problem is we learn money like where did you learn money did you learn it from prosperous millionaires that were philanthropists and generous or did you learn money from you know parents that struggled and they they cursed each other out when the money was short Mm -hmm. so the first thing is you know um I, i came up with this quotation that you know we are tattooed in our cradles with the beliefs of our tribe mm-hmm. Um, and if your tribe didn't have healthy money beliefs, then sometimes you need to go to a different tribe that does because, you know, we, we, as we grow up, you know, money doesn't grow on trees and it takes money to make money. You know, it doesn't take money to make money. It takes mm-hmm. customers to make money. Right. <laughs> a lot of part of the work I do is, uh, you know, I have a signature talk that I give that everything you've learned about business is a big fat lie. Mm. And so sometimes we need to be challenged um, around our beliefs around money. Um, um, You know, people need affirmations. Money comes to me naturally and easily for all the right reasons. Mm. Um, If I give a lot, I deserve to be, you know, uh, receive a lot. I mean, there's a lot of work to be done. Everybody that I talk to that has money issues, their money issues are a little bit different. So Mm. that's part of the work I do is, you know, I work with people on their outer game of how to like actually build a business that works but that inner game stuff if it's not there uh, we need to clean that stuff up as well right right I don't know Yes, you do. You're doing great, Joe. Um, so I, I love that you talked about the one mentor you had. Was there any other things that helped you to to get to where you are today um, of bouncing back? Was there any other tools or or um, you know mindset practices or anything else other than than your mentor? Well, first of all, I'm a man of many mentors. I I have been a I think one of the things I would say one of my secret weapons is I've always had an insatiable curiosity to learn. Mm. Um, I've always been hungry to learn and, and um, um, you know, it's been a, you know, the, for a long time, it was a really rough road for me because 
you know, even if you have all the pieces, if they don't work together like a machine, you're going to struggle with this money thing. So, right. you know, a lot of people today, they go on the internet and they hear something from Grant Cardone and then they learn something from Gary Vee and then they learn something from Tom Hopkins and then they learn from all these 20 different sources. Mm -hmm. But it all doesn't work together as a system. You know, you want to imagine you went to a car trade show and, you know, you go by the Ferrari booth and they give you a, a, an amazing Ferrari engine block. Mm -hmm. brand new state-of-the-art and then you go by Porsche and they give you brand new state-of-the-art Porsche pistons and you go by Mercedes and they give you you know a state-of-the-art fuel injector mm -hmm. and then you go back and you try and make all this stuff work together and it's just not designed to work together so a lot of people struggle because even though they have all the pieces they don't have the right pieces that work together as one system right yeah, that makes sense. Um, do you feel like that when you started out, like the internet wasn't wasn't like a thing like it is now? Um, so, do you feel like the social media and the the blow up of all of that has changed businesses, or is is it still the same principles? Yeah, I think overall it's hurt people. You know, mm -hmm. low tech effective is better than high tech ineffective. Um, social media for me, you know, there are people that are doing very well with the social media marketing, like. Um, you know, low tech effective is better than high tech ineffective. The purpose of a business is to create a human customer. And what's happening with a lot of people is they're hiding behind their social media and they're not having the face to face interactions and right. the real with real people. So, um, you know, the purpose of a business is to create a customer. And as long as you can really connect with somebody and communicate in a way that they understand and appreciate your value, business will happen. Mm -hmm. uh, um, uh, the one thing that has not changed is human nature human nature is immutable a human being 500 years ago is no different than a five uh, a human being 500 years from now mm -hmm. you know you know people say well do you do ethnic marketing to the african-american community well the way i look at it is i don't market to ethnicities i market to human beings right and if you take a lighter a fire and you put it under the hand of a a black person or a yellow person or a red person or a white person, they're all going to go ouch and pull their hand back. Right. Because humans are the same. And I think we get so caught up into the internet marketing versus the human marketing that um, I have a belief that if you can't sell face to face, you're not going to be able to sell on the internet or through mm -hmm. social. Right. You got to have, you got to have the skills to, show people why you can make their life better and if you can't communicate that um, you're going to struggle and so that's the name of the game is to understand your customer understand their frustrations and fears understand their hopes and dreams you know i've got i got a stack of these cards here mm -hmm. do you know what these are yeah. um business cards that nobody uses anymore <laughs> they do but you know, what does, what, what does one of these cards represent? <clears throat> Every one of these cards represents a human soul mm. with hopes and dreams and frustrations and fears and nightmares. Every one of these represents a human soul. And our job is, is to um, get past the card and connect to the spirit mm. and, and really understand who are these people and what makes them tick. Um, yeah, people don't use business cards. I just went to a bunch of business cards. But at the end of the day, you know, um, 
you know, people are spirits and they need attention. They need somebody that comes along and understands what's going on with them. And, um, and, and ultimately we're here to help solve other people's problems. Mm -hmm. Very true. You know, Very true. Very business ethics is money at the service of others is good. Money at the expense of others is evil. Mm. Okay. And, um, when we can get to a place that like you really understand that I am, I am here to make your life better and you're going to compensate for that. You know, uh, there is a change, you know, the measure too many people are saying, I need more money. I want to be a millionaire. Okay. And they, they're, they're, they, if one hand represents the measure of wealth is receiving money, but it's really the measure of wealth is how much you can give, share, serve, contribute to another um, if we can focus on this giving, contributing side, mm -hmm. this part will take care of itself. We just need to make sure that it's understood that if I help you do this, that you're going to take care of me and do this. Right. And fortunately today in business, a lot of people, I, I have people that want my help all day long, but they don't want to pay me for it. Mm -hmm. And that is a problem. That is a spiritual problem to say, help me out, but I, I can't afford to give to you. Right. Like, like they go together. And if, if you want to receive a lot, you must first learn to give a lot. Mm. It's, it's, it's funny because like, as I've watched other friends of mine that are entrepreneurs, you know, some of them have been in a place of, of, desperation of, of being like having nothing, you know, like, you know, struggling maybe to even to put food on the table at times. And, and they, so I watch, you know, just sitting back and, and seeing how their marketing changes during those times. And it becomes marketing from a space of desperation of right. that, of that want, want, like, give me, give me, give me, instead of going back to that service and giving and, and, um, and it's hard when you're, I mean, I, I, I don't discount their experience at all because like, if you have children, if you have bills to pay and you're struggling to, to take care of those things, I get that it's hard to not be in that space of desperation. But I think that's something that I think what you're, it goes along with what you're saying is we need to, regardless of circumstances, stay in that mindset of, of giving and service and, and then it will be reciprocated, right? There's been so many, you've had so many great points, I think for anybody who's even ever considered having a business for themselves today, and I'm so appreciative of that. What's next for you? What's on your agenda? What are you working on right now? My goal is just to help more people. You know, you know here, here's what I tell people, look, I know you, there's all these people to spend money with. There are all these phony coaches out there. Yeah. You know, and they say, well, I'm going to go study so-and-so's coaching. I'm like, go ahead. And when that doesn't work, come back to me because then we'll, we'll, we'll fix the problem and we'll make it work. Mm. So um, for me, my future is really all about continuing to be the real deal, to continue my growth, to continue my effectiveness for my and to the world as business problem solver. If you got a problem, bring it on, you know, you know, we tried this and we tried that. We tried all these things. It's still not working well. Then we call Joe. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's my aspiration is to be that guy. That's that uh, international business coach resource. And I am an international business coach. I got clients in India, Scotland, um, Croatia, um, um, uh, Kuwait, 
I've got clients in uh, Brazil, Israel. Um, I actually have more clients outside the country than I do inside the country. <laughs> so, so yeah, I think it's, 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 it's a super fun thing to look at when you've got clients all over the place like that. And it really does. Um, I feel like it makes the world a little smaller, makes us a little closer as people, which is nice. Yeah. I, you know, it's, I, I help people that want to be helped and, um, I've helped people that have the hunger to really learn the real stuff. And, um, that's why I have clients all over the world. I, I think in America, it is easy to just say, well, I'll just go get a job or, or, you know, everybody fails in business. So I'll just throw this, right. throw the towel in. And it's not that way for everybody though. Many people do succeed. Um, this idea that everybody fails in business is just bad inner game. Yeah. Uh, it's a bad belief. It's a bad thing to buy into. And I come from a completely opposite. I'm like, success is inevitable mm. when you master the basics. You know, if you, it, you know, there's a difference between necessary and sufficient. Um, like if you want to create a fire, you need heat, oxygen, and fuel. Mm. Okay. All three are necessary, but two out of three is insufficient. Right. Okay. You need all three. It's the same thing in business. You need to choose the right business and you need to brand that business and you need to really solve a problem and you need to have an offer that makes sense and you need to have good storytelling and, and you, know, you need to promote and get the word out there, you know, and then you need right. to be really good at closing the sale and you got to do good work. And if you have all those things, guess what? You know, you will develop a reputation as the real deal and people will buy from you. And, you know, what we want to do is like, get to this place where I can help you get this result. If you pay me money, I'll help you get this result. Mm -hmm. And if we get our formulas together, we can do that. We can do it with some consistency. And so the future for me is just to, um, you know, I'm very rapidly going from local obscurity to national obscurity and then global mm -hmm. obscurity. If I really nail this down, I'm going to have intergalactic obscurity. <laughs> Uh, my goal is just to uh, continue doing good work with my clients and, you know, when people have that conversation, like so many coaches are dishonest. It's like, well, I know an honest coach, you know, I know a guy that actually, you know, is the real deal. It's Joe Nicasio. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, that to me is the most important thing is to, to be, have integrity and be your word and deliver the goodies. Absolutely. And, uh, Absolutely. You, you've, given, you've given us so much goodness today, Joe, and I'm just so thankful for your time and for sharing with us a little bit about your story. And, um, and I just really appreciate you being here. So thank you so much. Well, thank you for thanking me. I appreciate being appreciated. <laughs> Absolutely. If you guys want to find out more about Joe Nicasio and what he does, and if you're ready to turn your business around, be sure you click the links in the show notes and go connect with Joe on his website or social media. Um, thanks so much again, Joe, and we'll be back in a minute for more of The Breakthrough Show. Did you know that The Breakthrough Show Facebook page is home to more than just The Breakthrough Show? We've got monthly shows we like to call Breakthrough Extras with more inspiring content to facilitate your next big breakthrough. Join Shiraz of Energetic Magic every fourth Monday of the month for Rewriting Reality. During this live show, you'll be able to call into the provided phone number, click the link to video chat, or use the comment section to review your beliefs, revise your stories, and rewrite your reality. 
you'll be able to watch him help you and others go to your core beliefs and destroy them just like magic. Find out more information at thebreakthroughshow.com or tune in live this coming Monday at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern at facebook.com slash breakthrough show. And now back to the breakthrough show. Welcome back to the breakthrough show. Wasn't Joe Nicasio amazing? We're so excited to connect with him, but we're back right now with Pip Seymour and Greg McKinnon from Cyberpunk Geeks on Facebook and uh, really excited to have them back because I wanted them to tell you how you how you guys got together for this group. Like, how did it happen that you all decided, oh, let's just start like, I, can you even just tell us about the cyberpunk geeks name? Like, where did that even come from? Um, but yes, How the name came from, to change it? Well, you know, so <laughs> I would like to change the name to, uh, cyber, uh, geek geeks marketing, uh, take out the punk because it's a little long. Uh, we've argued about the name for a while because now there's marketing mixer, which means it's like four or five words, which is way too long. Um, but, Yes, so the name comes from cyber, meaning online, mm-hmm. digital. Uh, geeks, meaning people who love what they do, mm-hmm. right? So, um, and cyberpunk is actually um, a, it's like not a theme, what would you call it, a genre. Yeah. Genre, uh, so steampunk and cyberpunk are similar, and I love steampunk, like clothing and the look, not that I look like that, <laughs> but um, but it's like very Alice in Wonderland slash meets like, I don't know, technology. You know? And isn't it easy to go down the rabbit hole in the digital world? Ooh, that's good. Save that, cut that, give that to me. Done. Uh, right? Oh, that's really good. Um, yeah. So how we got started? Well, to be honest, uh, I started a business and I work from home. And I clicked a button one day, just a little button on Facebook when the groups came out and uh, I made a group and I made a graphic in the group, which I'm telling you, it had a giraffe, a clock, some white space, some <laughs> weird funky. I, I think I deleted the picture. But anyway, so I invited all these people and somehow I knew Greg like for a, a, a second. And he said to me, Pip, what are you doing? And I said, ah, creating a group. I'm just trying it, you know? And he's like, and he tried to be very nice. He was very nice. He said, so can I create your graphics for you? <laughs> and I said, yeah, okay, well then you get half the group. And here we are today. Well, I mean, really, that's all. I wonder sometimes, like sometimes I'll see some, I've done, I've done it once and I, and I questioned if that, if it was rude for me to do that because their graphic was horrid and I, and I'm not even a graphics person, but I recognize it was hard. And I was like, can I just, can, I would love to do your graphic for you if you would let me do that. And, and I, and then I was like, ah, does that mean that I was saying that theirs was horrible? Like, it's okay when things suck and it's okay when people don't know that their stuff stinks some of my stuff probably still stinks um we all know clip art is bad but this was like she found the worst of the worst clip art somehow i was new to not new to advertising and marketing but new to creating my own graphics uh guys canva was only out for a couple months at that point in time wow. let's be real um, a long time ago. <laughs> I tried, I tried my hand at Photoshop. That was like a hard learning curve. So well, yeah. Well, more professional now. 
yeah, yes. a little bit. But there is a business professional that is, and maybe these things are standard to some people, but a lot of people don't know them, which is when you commit to something, you follow through. If you can't follow through, you let the person know mm-hmm. before. Things like that. You don't show up late to a meeting because you're leaving people waiting. You you follow through on what you say. That's it. That's Do you think that some of that is missing in the online space? Like some of that traditional, well, maybe not with the right people, but I see that a lot. I see it a lot. And it's, it ends up being this whole conversation where I'm like, it's not a hard time. (laughs) It's really easy not to respond to an email or a text message or a tweet or Mm. a Facebook message. You just ignore it. You could, you could just not respond to people, which happens. Well, the, here's the thing is you got to treat people like you want to be treated. Like, like, yeah. you know, uh, and I like follow through. Mm. I like people committing to something, say they're going to do it and try, try their hardest and be humble if you fail because it's mm. okay. We all fail. I mean, we're all, you know, like it's just a good learning lesson. So yeah, but that was, so my experience lately, like, you know, if you say you're going to like, say you're going to get a project, somebody's going to hire you. Mm-hmm. And you say you're going to deliver something at this date and this time. Deliver it at this date and this time. If you can't say, I'm going to be late on this and do it before that date and that time. Right, right. It's simple, no? Yeah. I I think it is. But listen, (laughs) this is another topic that honestly, like, I feel like it's something that that I could do a whole show on because when I first started what I was doing, I really wasn't in a deep business mindset yet. I was like, this might be fun. I wasn't seeing it as a business in my mind yet. And so as things went along, it has become very difficult for me to to for, for here comes the word again to pivot into a you know super like a more of a business mindset and to say okay it is not acceptable for me now that my calendar is full it's not okay for me when someone's 20 minutes late to a zoom call anymore because oh no you're out I, I can't like I don't have time for that anymore and no, it so it shouldn't even be openable that you're gone right. you're done and like if you, I'll tell you if generally, if you're late with me, I give a little leeway now for sure. And, and I'll message you, but I notice like I, I, you know, it depends on the, the depth of the relationship, Greg and I yeah. we're in business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if other business things come up, we understand with each other. Mm-hmm. We've been in it together so long, but yeah, like you, you got to show up. And if you don't show up, you get, you get five minutes, 10 at max. Yeah. And and then you never get called again. I don't know why we were talking about this. I, oh, I went I off. I was talking to you, Jessica, or, or Pip about this, but we were just talking about this the other, the, another, you know. I think we week. might have talked about it for a minute. And I was, I was saying like, even if I am on my way to a meeting and I'm going to be five or 10 minutes late. You let them know. Traffic or I got out of the house late or yeah. something. I call and I talk to them and say, Hey, I'm on my way. I'm running a couple of minutes late, but I'll be there in five or 10 minutes. Even if you're only going to be a short amount late, it's just best practice to let people know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, if you just show up late, you look to them like you're just late and you don't don't care. care. 
Yeah. That's, you yeah. don't care about their business or what they're doing or their time. And mm. I, I know that puncture, and you know, like, so here on the island, we have something called island time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and island time just means like, so for instance, if somebody comes to do your electricity stuff, they give you an invoice and you pay them and they never contact you again. And you know, but you can pay them. They send you the invoice like two weeks later. Like, mm. you're like, seriously, I'm like, we're from Vancouver. You're like, I won't do any work until, until you pay this, you know? Like, yeah. You know? Oh. Yeah. I mean, I think some of it does depend, like you said, on that relationship with the person. It's re it's really nice to have those relationships. I would still, I would still call because that's me. I would still be like, Hey, I'm going to be a little bit late because that's just my, in my nature to do that. But if, especially if we're, if we're talking about like, if this is a first impression thing, I think it goes, it goes beyond any marketing that you could ever do for your business. If you're going to be late, like, Call for well, and here's a, here's another quick point about this. It's like so, if you are late or something does happen like that, don't think you're just affecting that person. You're right, affecting right. that person saying things about you because every person is a potential client or a potential referral. Mm -hmm. So if you're a tool, if you turn around and here's the, and I've had to learn this. I'm not gonna lie. Like you know, I've had bad experiences, right? And I have wanted to lash out, you know, the burn the bridge, torch it versus, yep. you know, you wanting to walk <laughs> over it again. Um, you always want to walk over it again. Mm. Always want to walk. So you even, so even if you don't want to work with somebody, you say it in a nice way. You try your best to make sure that your front facing is kind and thoughtful and not about you. Mm. Right. So. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome points. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a whole other, I mean, I'm so glad that we got into some of the other marketing stuff today, but I think like when we're talking about businesses just starting out, those little details I feel like are so important and are things that should not be overlooked in an, you know, before you like, let's go buy a, a Google ad before we can even figure out how to be on time for a meeting. Like, <laughs> Right. Well, this is, this is the thing. People spend so much money before, mm -hmm. like, Measures. So, okay, you need a website first. We know that. I mean, you can have just a Facebook page if you want, but if you're serious about business, you'll want a website. That's where Greg comes in. Yeah. And then on top of that website, you need content and that content has to be specific and has to help the search engines. And in order to know what content to write and deliver, you need all the backend measures. Mm. Like you need your tag manager, you need your Google analytics, you need your search console, you need your Bing master webmaster tools. You need all these things because they give you information to make mm -hmm. smart decisions about your marketing. Yes. Yes. But I mean, it's so, it's so it's smart to get yourself set up with Greg and then get your marketing set up with Pip and then call me. If you, if you find yourself that you're, you're not on time for anything ever, we need to have a conversation because not only does that annoy the living daylights out of me, I can help you with that. We can look at right? your schedule. And you do. <laughs> we can figure that out together. So you guys have the group, but you have your, um, I, I like to call it a show, but I know you don't like to call it a show every That's Thursday. Great. Tell us about Geek Speak and uh, what's coming up on there uh, next week after we do this uh, recording today. Well, Geek Speak is fun. We pick uh, marketing topics every week. Right, Greg? Right? Greg never knows the topic. 
right? Oh, he's silent. Oh, it's true. No, he does. Uh, so every we do every Thursday at 11, we get on, we chat it up for half an hour. On the third Thursday of the month, we usually have a special guest where we learn about their business. Um, uh, Greg, what is the one we're doing um, after the show? We're doing on the 30th, um, how to find inspiration in your marketing. It's a good one, right? This, I think we all Yeah, I'm, I'm excited yeah. for that topic because I find a lot of the times people um, maybe get stale in what they're putting out. Um, and this hopefully will be a good topic about how to get inspired with what to say and how to, how to um, be creative with mm -hmm. what your marketing is all about. Mm. so fun because there's so so many avenues right so we uh we spend time and we the reason we do this i think i think the reason we still love it greg you can correct me if i'm wrong but <laughs> we we're entrepreneurs and we are at home working at home mm -hmm. and we've been doing this for years and we often work alone or with contractors but we don't get to talk industry talk face to face or video to video and this just gives us a little bit of reprieve, uh, inspiration. We get to chat and, and we're not, we don't know everything. That's for sure. But we grow helping each other like this. And we know other people get stuff out of it because they keep coming back. And that's mm -hmm. one of the good things about though. our group is that we do have uh, so many people in the web and digital marketing space that there can be literally anybody coming a newbie or even someone who's a, a veteran of the space to come in and and Very engage funny. and ask questions and, and get information and further your knowledge yeah it's you definitely been, see i enjoy that about your group that there's such a wide range of um, different types of entrepreneurs in there um, from I've seen a comedian and then you have me that's on the little little more of the woo side and you see people in marketing you see people in websites and you see people in corporate and they're really it's it's such a wide I mean if you need to look at you need an opinion on something that crosses boundaries that you need to say okay who's actually interested in this I mean what a great place to go to find that out yeah it's been really fun because, uh, and I think it's that idea of bringing novice and expert together because a lot of us, even in marketing, like our novices, like, I don't know how to do TikTok, you yeah. know, uh, I don't do Facebook very much, uh, paid, right? And fail and build Shopify sites, but I go to Greg for broken sites. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the group the group is uh, is good. I like the group because it's less of a uh, like sales group and like buy my service type thing. It's more of a of a helping hand, and I know how to do that or how how do you do that? Yeah, um, type of a type of a community. Mm. And I appreciate that because there's so many. You know, I understand the importance of selling, and we need to do that. But like. I go to groups to learn. And so when I know that I've got a group that that's, I, if I'm looking to learn something that day, I know that I can go to your group and I don't have to worry about, well, I'm not actually going to help you. I'm just going to sell you something. And then, yeah, yeah. Like, like you're right. done. Right. Um, so it's, it's awesome what you guys are doing. And I'm so glad that that one little suggestion for graphic, uh, doing a graphic brought you guys together. And, <laughs> and I'm glad that I, you know, ran into you guys one day 
because um, I've really enjoyed our relationship and getting to do different projects with you. And I'm so glad that you're finally, after two years, are on the Breakthrough Show with me. Oh my God, that's so true. I remember when you launched it and I was like, I'll never be on that show. It's too woo woo for me. And oh God, I eat my words. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm glad. I'm glad you're doing that now because we, we really like, we honestly have had some top notch entrepreneurs this season who really are making a huge splash. And one of the things that I really enjoy and very similar to how your group is, is we have so many people on this season that are in very different walks of life, very different situations, extremely different businesses, like we had two people from Kenya and like all over the world and we all are going through the same things. Like there's so much more that ties us together and can bring us together if we choose to see that than to separate us. And isn't that, isn't that a great message for right now? Because, you know, I think everybody wants us to find things to pull us apart instead of together. And so like you guys are here, you may not be, Pip may not be the, the wooist person on the planet, but you'll have something amazing in common with, um, with a couple of my friends that'll be on next week, even though it's completely different. Right. And to be honest, you know, you've opened up that door a little. <laughs> like uh, you're inspirational my friends so. thank you so much um well it was awesome having you guys on today i really appreciate you being here and sharing your thoughts with us and i hope that you'll come on again and it'll be more it'll be even more fun of course we will right, right. right. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for being here today. I also want to give a huge thank you to our special guest today, Joe Nicasio. Be sure you check the show notes for all the information from Joe, from Pip, from Greg, how you can connect with them, join their communities, buy from them, because why not? Um, everybody's buying in the online space right now. Anyway, that would be fantastic. And I want to give you a little bit of a heads up. So next week we have, speaking of woo, it's going to be a little bit more of a woo show next week, which I'm really excited about. We have Sylvia Moss on who has been in the energy worker field for a really long time, you guys, and she is amazing. I have one of her books called Angels of New York, where she took some beautiful photography of angels around New York City fantastic book um, and she's just an amazing human being. We also are welcoming back to the show Kat Stomska, a good friend of mine, who is coming out with something really exciting that she is going to be sharing with us. So really excited to welcome her back to the show. Until next week, guys, please take a moment to rate, subscribe, comment, and share where available and make every day a great day for a breakthrough. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Breakthrough. Please visit our website at www.thebreakthroughshow.com. And be sure to join our After the Breakthrough community powered by Patreon. We look forward to seeing you next week. Same time, same place for another inspiring episode.